Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me Matt. How I said it wrong. How do you say your last name, Matt? Halloran. Halloran of Proudmouth. He's a podcast expert, uh, all around great guy. But Matt, for people that don't know you, give us like the short version of you know your background and how you got into podcasting and marketing and all the crazy cool stuff you do. Yeah, so um, I, uh, I was behind the mic the first time at 13. Uh, I was Madman Matt Halloran on my high school radio uh, show or high school radio station. And Joe, it's funny. I remember I got off my first show, which was which was 30 minutes, and I ran into my advisor's office, and her name was Chris Kirkpatrick. And I said, Chris, I want to be a DJ. I found what I want to be when I grow up. And she said, it's not going to happen. Don't do it. And uh, so that was the (laughs) first taste of massive reality at 13. Um, And then I've had lots of different things that have happened in my life. But uh, about five years ago, I met my now business partner, uh, Kirk Lowe. uh, And we decided that that experts are really tired of people telling them what to do. Um, They need somebody they can trust to do it for them. So we, Proudmouth is a company. Uh, we've done over 4,000 episodes and 50,000 social media posts uh, for financial services professionals, CPAs, and attorneys. Uh, that's who we are. That's what we do. Um, when my partner said, hey, let's start podcasting, I was like, yes, I'm so happy, dude. Uh, this, this is being behind the microphone. Now, mind you, uh, I'm way more comfortable in your seat <laughs> than I am in mine. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the, the, the short version of how, how I've gotten to be uh, – here with you. Awesome. No, that's cool. Cause like I was looking on the website and all the different stuff. So you've done over 4,000 podcasts as a company. Yeah. So 4,000 episodes, I personally done a thousand, uh, podcasts, uh, thousand episodes. And so, um, yeah, we, um, that's all we do. I mean, really, we record with wicked smart people, uh, ask them questions and, and try to pull out their brilliance. And then we create great content surrounding that to help them get their voice out in the marketplace. Gotcha. And it made sense because like I know a lot of people you mentioned that experts don't want to they, they want people to do stuff for them in that yeah. regard. So your services are more of a to do for you service instead of well, yeah, uh, but we, we but we just launched our academy because there's people who they're they're fiercely uh, independent entrepreneurs, Joe. And, and yep. in fact, I've, I've listened to a couple of your shows, uh, and so I know you've <laughs> interviewed a couple of these people uh, who who don't want to outsource, who don't want to delegate, they want to do it themselves. So we created the Pod Rocket Academy uh, where people can go in and just learn really everything. So one of the great things that I learned from my partner, um, so I was a business coaching consultant for a number of years. And uh, I thought I had my secret sauce, Joe. Like, uh, nobody knows this. And and my partner, we were in Arizona when first time I met him, um, and he said, "You have to give everything away." Mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" That goes against every piece of business training I've ever yeah. had. My mentors, and uh, so we do. Uh, so we created this academy that literally teaches anybody how to do exactly what we do for the people who want to delegate. So yeah. No, no, that's cool. And I think that's just a principle because like with my sales coaching, with other people I've had on, success is, it leaves clues. It has a pattern that you have to follow, which makes sense. But most people, I think if you give them just a little bit of information and help them, then you hold space for them. Then they come back to go, hey, Matt, okay, I started my podcast. I did this, but I'm stuck here. And then now you can come in. So I, 
Yeah, I like that. That whole I'm actually it's kind of funny. It clicked in my head. I'm reading a book called The Go Giver. Have you read that book yet? Yes. Well, I know I haven't read it, but I am familiar with the book. Yeah. Yeah. But in that whole thing, like the first little bit of it, and I like reading is talking about, you know, giving value, giving value. And that's kind of the thing that I think corporate America still gets caught up in the wrong. Oh, no, I can only do it this way. Whereas when you help your customer do what needs to be done, you're golden. So I, I commend you guys for that. So how long have you, so how long have you, you been in business since 2017? Is that correct? Yeah. So uh, in this, in this iteration, you know, I have to pause because I, I always, you just reminded me that you're a sales coach. And one of the greatest sales books I ever read was a, a, a book by a guy named Dr. Robert Cialdini. It's called the principles of influence. And uh, you just hit on two things that are one of the reasons why what you do and what we do is so successful, which is one is the principle of reciprocity. If I give you a lot, then you kind of karmically are more comfortable giving back because of that principle of reciprocity. Um, but then the other one is the scarcity mindset. So corporations nowadays have this hardcore scarcity mindset. Yeah. Mine, 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 mine. It's like freaking pie, dude. It's like, well, no, I can't give you a piece of pie because then I have less pie. No, that's not how the world works. There's more than enough yes, pie to right. go around. Yep. Oh, my God. So sorry about that, dude. No, 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 no. And we, we can talk about that because I actually love that aspect of it because I run into people so much and like my wife had someone coach or try to coach her on something that she was just working with and didn't give her any information. Like, well, why, what did she tell you? She said I had to buy it. I'm like, no, you're not working with this person. Yeah. And it's because there's so much out there. Like you, I guess people just, it's how you you view things. And what I've found in my life in sales and business, the more I give, the more it comes back. Like if I can't help you, I'm going to refer you to someone else. And then guess what, Matt, you're going to say, hey, well, you know what? Joe could help me. He gave me someone. But now all my friends that need stuff, I'm sending to Joe because he's going to take care of me. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk this. What other type of books or stuff that what are you reading right now? What do you like to? Well, um, so I'm way more of a book on tape sort of guy. <clears throat> and the reason why is because uh, I'm an I just love auditory stimulation. Yeah. Um, and also, um because I'm usually doing something else and it's really hard to go for a walk and read a book at the same time. You fall down a lot. At least yes. I do. Um, well, one of the greatest books that I've read recently is a book called fix and it's by uh, Rob Howard uh, and um, Chris Nealon. And this is about how to create a cult like brand. And when we, built our first iteration of this company was called top advisor marketing not the greatest name uh but it was taking my top advisor coaching which had a very strong name within the financial advisor industry and then marketing which was what my partner was known for and we merged that together and then um kirk my partner introduced me to this book and we both read it and we're like that's exactly what we need to do so I would have to say that that was probably one of the most influential books. And then another one, there's two, it's called Scale and the other one's Scaling Up. And oh my God, man. Um, so we've grown quickly. Um, so we've been in, so for about five years, five years, I think in February is when our five years is going to be. Um, 
we have 26 employees now, right? I mean, That's good. Uh, you know, we've 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 doubled every single solitary year uh, mm -hmm. for for four years when we've had this product to launch, uh, and I'm looking to double again this year. Uh, and if we do that, then of course, you know, as you continue to grow, doubling makes more sense and makes a bigger impact. But uh, yeah, so we've grown quickly, and we really rely on consultants, Joe. So just like you do with your coaching program, uh, and as an as a recovering coach, dude, I hire consultants. Like my, my business partner hired a guy named Jim Casino. He's a CEO coach. Mm -hmm. uh, we hired branding consultants. We just brought in a friend of mine. His name is Derek Pollard. Um, he's an expert creative writer. Yep. And so we hired him to help teach my team to write better. So we're always bringing in, because one of the things that I've found, and, and I know you support this because I've listened to a bunch of your shows, Man, I don't know crap on the grand scheme of anything, dude. Uh, and so there's always somebody smarter out there, and I want to learn from them. And so uh, we we do that a lot in our company. When I think that's key, I think people you hear the lone wolf entrepreneur, and I really think that's a bunch of crap. Like I yeah. just personally, yeah, maybe you can make money and work 90 hours a week and get something, but it's not there. But when you can collapse time and save time, it's huge. Like I have coaches that I work with that are better than me and other stuff. Like I know my lane. So this is something I was going to ask you on podcasting. And I know I should hear again. Do you like, cause you said you work with podcasters in like the financial world, accountants, yeah. lawyers, stuff like that. Um, do you like for building a podcast, think it's better to niche down? Oh yeah. Oh, instead uh, of like the broad. Yeah. Well, especially in, it, actually, it doesn't matter what industry. And for us, we call it the expertise economy. Uh, if you are an expert, like you are, you're a sales expert, right? So you know that your kind of sales is going to work the best in this box. And if you put it in a box, then you start speaking to that niche or niche, as my Canadian friends would say. Mm -hmm. um, and you start speaking their language. I speak financial services. I understand taxes. I understand compliance. I understand those sorts of things because I've immersed myself in that niche specifically. 90% of our clients are financial advisors and insurance professionals because that is the niche we've chosen because it's also a highly regulated industry. Mm -hmm. And with our clients, Joseph, this is super important. We don't take generalists. Because so a financial advisor wants to start a podcast, if they're a generalist, then they're in the sea of sameness, right? Yeah. They're the same as every advisor who's trying to hawk them something instead of what our clients do, which is very, very specific types of financial planning and risk management, uh, basically, you know, asset allocation, money management. And then they don't have competition, right? And I say this all the time on my show, but Oscar Wilde said, you know, you might as well be yourself because everybody else is taken. And here's the thing. Once you give yourself that permission, you don't have competition because right. there isn't another Joe Graham, right? There, you don't, there isn't another one. Well, maybe in a multiverse or whatever, but we don't need to go there. Uh, but right here <laughs> in our university, right. you're the only one that's there. I'm the only Matt Halloran. And I wear that as a badge of honor, right? Uh, and I, we want our clients to do the same thing. And if your listeners are thinking about starting a podcast, that's what they have to do. Hyper-focus, super niched out, be as specific as you can, because the crazy thing is, is that's what people are looking for when they're looking for podcasts. Yeah, and I agree. And be yourself, be your voice, because you can't be someone else. Like I've followed Grant Cardone before. I follow Gary Vee. Mm -hmm. They're great people, but- I'm not going to walk around like Grant. I'm not going to, that's not my voice. You want to attract your person. So let me ask you this. I hear a lot of people like our friend, Richard Kaufman, yeah. he mentioned 
having a avatar, like an set person, like, like he has his down to the minute oh. named yep. and, and all like, so how, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you go that deep or do you oh, just yes. have like a general idea? Okay. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So people, here's the coolest thing about podcasting. Now, mind you, I am a, I'm a huge fan and I'm really biased here. So I should probably preface my statement, but whoever your ideal avatar is, they should feel like you're talking to them. And that's really hard to do if you don't have them in your mind's eye and that's yep. psychographics and demographics. So not just, you know, that they're, uh, you know, a 55 year old woman who's recently divorced, who makes $250,000 a year, uh, who's the CEO of a mid-level company. So that's like, okay, so that's the demographics, but then we have to get to psychographics. She loves to hike and she's a huge dog lover. Uh, she rescues and donates money to horse uh, rehabilitation. See, that's the level that, that we want you to understand because then, and it's this weird thing, when you're behind the microphone and you can close your eyes and you can picture that person, when you're talking to them, they feel it. And I, you can't quantify that, John. I mean, yep. I can't, I can't say, you know, we've measured that. Uh, I just know it and I feel it. Um, and so does our audience. And that's the key. Yeah. Well, I think and that's that subconscious part coming out because you're not it you're speaking from your heart to the person that you're supposed to touch attract and so because you're doing that it, it connects to where like i don't go super broad with when you hear my sales stuff it's really simple and if you follow the process you can make it work but it's directed towards someone that wants to you know break that first six barrier or six figure yeah. barrier and then just move to the next level so they can breathe and then create the life they want so like mm -hmm. I literally, this is getting kind of funny. I pictured myself from five years ago where I was stuck. I wasn't where I wanted to be and all this stuff. So like I literally speak to myself. I know that might be funny, but it works for my mind. I just yeah. play the game with it. And it just, it seemed to once I did that after I got first, after I got past the first 10 episodes, because if you listen to the first 10 episodes, it was scripted. It was kind of crappy. And then I just finally was like, no, I'm just going to do this. And if people like yeah. it or not. And then all of a sudden it just, it shot off after that. I think finding your voice and knowing who to speak to is huge. I just interviewed this lady right before this, cause I have two jobs. I'm either talking about podcasting or I'm podcasting. Um, and, um, she just created a podcast. It's called what the FinTech WTF. Uh, and it's fantastic. Um, and, um, one of the things, and she's young, like very, very young. Uh, and, and she was talking about how, the minute she gave herself permission to truly be Nicole herself, just like you just said, everything changed, right? And, and a lot of us struggle with imposter syndrome. I yeah. find that as I get older and older, I have more of an imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's funny because my kids who are 18, they have, the they have the same issue right now. But you can't be an imposter if you're yourself, because that's that's all you got. When you start trying to be like Grant Cardone or Tony Robbins, who was somebody who I aspired to be at one point in my coaching career, I just realized I, I went to see him actually at Unleash the Power Within in Chicago. And I remember seeing him from stage and, and I just thought to myself, man, I wouldn't do it like that. And this freaking Tony Robbins, dude, right? Yep, He's the yep, best yep. of the best of the best. And I was like, I, I wouldn't do it that way. And that was a huge epiphany <laughs> for me um, because, you know, I got to see my hero doing what they did best and realized that I, I just didn't want to be anybody else. I just wanted to try to figure out who the hell this guy was and then try to be the best that guy I could be. 
Yeah, but that's that authenticity that people look for. And I think a lot of times people aren't comfortable in themselves yet. So they'll try to project and be someone else. But once you get to the place where you're comfortable with who you are and what you bring to the table, it's better. You're going to draw your right people because you're not, maybe you don't want to walk through fire like they do at the Tony Robbins event, Mm -hmm. but maybe you want to sit and just talk and be intimate and have, you know, authentic conversation, whatever it is you're wanting to do. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's hard. So like, how do you help? Like, because I know you deal with it. I deal with it. How do you overcome imposter syndrome? Do you have any like tips or tools there? Well, I, there's, there's a gentleman who I recently met. I can't believe you just asked me that. That's so funny, Joe. Uh, So I met a guy recently who was actually on one of my shows. He's actually one of the only people who's been on both of my shows uh, that are forward facing client facing. His name is Jerome Myers. And uh, his whole thing is is about taking the red pill, uh, exiting the matrix. Mm -hmm. And, um, He's the first person as a coach that I ever met. And I know a lot of coaches because as a coach, you hang out with coaches um, who actually has a process. Uh, I didn't have a process for me. It was massive life events, trauma, uh, mental illness. I mean, there's all sorts of things that, you know, I went through to finally realize that, you know, this is the skin that I have. I better get comfortable in it. I believe that podcasting has really helped me with that though, because part of who I am to my core is a curious human being. Uh, I love people, dude. I I love people. I love learning from them. I love asking them questions. I love seeing that I asked them something that maybe made them think about something a little bit differently. Um, I have the greatest job for me in the world, not, not for everybody, for me in the world, because I get to interview people like you all day long. And what a gift, man. And so, um, but that was a, I think that you can find people who can help that transition. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately I did it on my own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm the same way. Like I got to the point where now I'm starting to get to do stuff that I love, but like I went through the whole craziness of who don't want to be trying to be the alpha sales guy, trying to do things that weren't congruent with who I was. And then once I just became who I was and just serve people and help people, it's great. And then I started doing the podcast and like you, I love asking the question. I love people. I love that connection. Just like seeing their eyes light up when you have that, that right thing. And it's just like, this to me, is not work. Like, yeah. and I think that's something that a lot of people long for finding out what yeah. it is. And that was kind of the whole idea of my podcast was helping people get to that point where they can get there Mm-hmm. What, um, so people starting out podcasts, doing stuff in that vein, first they niche down, second, they get an avatar. What would be the third step? Uh, come up with ideas. <clears throat> so this, this is like, so there's something called pod fade and it's a real thing. Uh, so there was over, um, 2 million podcasts, uh, listed on iTunes, but only 400,000 of them have more than 800 episodes, or I'm sorry, uh, more than eight episodes. Yeah. So what happens is that people are all excited about it. Uh, they, they basically just start it with no planning. So we really recommend before you ever hit record that you have at least 12, if not 18, podcast topics and outlines. So we use a thing called MindMeister. It's a mind mapping tool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it works really well for us because, you know, you start with the, the title of the podcast and then you can start adding things and then you continue to flesh it out until you get to the point where you're like, I got it. Um, 
But that's super important. You have to know what you're going to talk about. The other thing is, so we call it the perfect podcast formula. It's education, entertainment, storytelling, call to action. And every podcast should have those things in it. Um, and if you plan it out well, you can always make sure that those things are infused in the show. And then the show feels more energy giving. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is important is everybody should have guests. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm not a huge solo caster guy. Um, the reason why is just because um, you see, you actually do it well, uh, which is very interesting to me because they're short, right? On purpose. Yeah, man. If you try, if you think I'm going to listen to you for 25 minutes, mm -hmm. unless you're a professional actor, even then, ah, you're going to lose me. Um, and so I love the interaction. Uh, so that's the second thing of the planning is also figure out who you want to have on your show with you. Uh, you get those two things done, then you hit record you can start podcasting and you don't need great equipment. So I know that this partially is video, but I'm going to show you something here. So I, I have a very different setup, of course, because I do this for a living. But these things right here, these uh -huh. old, this, this microphone, if you're ever on TikTok, you'll see this. But this little microphone here, that has like magical fairies in it or something. I don't really know exactly why it's so great, but that's all you need. Lit, that is it. That, your phone, you can use... Uh, we use a company called Blueberry. Uh, that's where we syndicate our podcast, which means that's how you get to iTunes and all of that stuff. Yep. But there's lots of other ones. There's apps that'll do it directly on your phone. That's what you need to do. Um, and then you have to practice. So, so Joe, that's that's the the thing that I think is the most amazing is that people don't realize that this is a show. Yeah. You have a show. You and do. what that means is <laughs> there should be some entertainment quality to it and people should glean something. People go to podcasts to learn and connect. And that's why we have that perfect podcast formula. But yeah, you don't need, like I've got a Rodecaster Pro here. Uh, I've got numbers of microphones around me. Uh, you guys don't need all of that stuff. You just, you just use some old Apple earbuds um, and press record. Yeah. Well, like, I'm talking to you. I've podcasted. I've done 56 episodes have been released so far. I think we have about 60 recorded. I've done it on my headset I use for work. This is a gamer headset I paid 30 bucks for. Yeah. Um, it's just funny. It's just, I just started playing. So I didn't do your formula. Now, mind you, I have 15 years sales experience. So I was used to asking people questions. That's yeah. kind of what I get paid to do. So it just fit for me. But the first 10, I did have it scripted, like I said. And then yeah. after that, um, but I did, I relied heavily on my network. Cause I looked at my network and go, I want to do a podcast, but I don't want to just talk. Cause that doesn't make sense. And then I do agree with you on the, like, I have two episodes where I was doing an actual training that I put on that are like solo, but 30 minutes, but you hear me taking you through a process, sure. which is very specific, but if not, it's five to max 15 minutes. If it's a solo one, that's what I recommend because like that's people's attention span, yeah. Like with the lives, with the reels, with the stuff like that. That's just what I found has worked for me. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, people need to start. Like, I think uh, my friend Zach Babcock told me that if you have 13 episodes, you're in the top 10% of podcasters. Yeah, actually, I've got some crazy numbers for you. So you just opened a door and I'm totally going to walk through this, my friend, because here's cool. the other thing that people have a big misconception on when it comes to podcasting is downloads and listens. So this is the newest 2022 stats. If you have over 29 downloads within seven days, you're in the top 50% of all podcasts. Holy crap. That okay. makes me feel good. So here, yeah, really. <laughs> so here's, here's in the top 5%, 
it's 731. For the top 1% of all podcasts in the world, it's 3,974 downloads. Within how many days? days? Seven days. Wow. So here's the thing. If you start your show and you have 10 listeners, celebrate it. Because mm-hmm. then you're going to get 10, then you're going to get 20, then you're going to get 50. And it really depends on your niche. And that's what I don't think a lot of people understand. Um, if you have a really laser focused niche, like my son is a huge, he plays D&D, big time D&D. Oh, and sweet. there's a big, there's a big um, a D&D podcast that has millions of people who listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. And he listens to that one, of course. Um, but then he listens to some of the other ones, like for just DMs. And I bet you they get two to 300 listens. But my son is a fan, like raving fan of those people. And it's it, and if you do it correctly, and this is a weird digression here, but if you do it correctly, you can actually take 300 listeners and make money. Oh, yeah. And I don't think people get that either. They think that they're going to get sponsors and sponsors is a numbers game. So yeah. in order to get one sponsor, you have to have 10,000 unique downloads every seven days for every episode, which puts you in the top 0.01% of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, Come on, man. Yeah. But people don't realize that if you have, cause I think everyone thinks because if you have a wide audience, you can talk to more people, you have more chances. But if, like you said, if you niche down and you're helping people, they're going to buy from you if you offer them a value that helps them. Yes. People want to be seen, heard, and loved. And they want to make sure you're taking care of them. I mean, I'd rather have a audience that is dedicated and listening to me than a big audience that I get nothing back from, you know? Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about monetizing podcasting. So like we know sponsorship and that's like way down the road once you're maybe like, you know, farther along in your career. But in the beginning, like I've heard of affiliate marketing. Sure. I've heard of some other stuff, but how would you recommend someone monetizing their podcast or what would be the steps to get it into that position if that's what they want to do with it? Right. So it's, again, I'm going to go back to the perfect podcast formula. So it's, it has to be entertaining. There has to be a story component to it. It has to have education. And then you have to have the call to action. So if you do 27 minutes is the ideal podcast length, because that's the average commute for somebody in the United States. So in 25 minutes, if I'm just giving you brilliant, great, wonderful content, it's okay for for you to ask for something. And if you are a business owner, and Joe, this is where I think this is just crazy. Everybody who is an expert in no matter what field they are. In fact, I had a great call with a roofing expert, a guy who owned a roofing company, very successful roofing company in a big city. And he was like, well, why would I have a podcast? Cause you're a roofing expert. Like, yep. you know, you've forgotten more about the roofing industry than you probably talk about every day. He's like, well, who would listen to that? I don't know. People who want a new roof, people yep. who are roofers, all of that sort of stuff. I mean, and so that's how, now you can tell I'm from Michigan by how I just said all of that, but um, <laughs> it's very, very important for you to understand that, that it is okay to ask for something. And as an expert uh, and the people who we podcast with, they're selling their expertise. And so the call to action is, Download my white paper, step one, because it's a funnel, dude. And you know mm-hmm. this, you're a sales yep. freaking expert. Your podcast should be top of funnel. And then you have to find the middle of the 
funnel and where's your bottom of the funnel. Um, you know, I think that subscribing to my podcast is a great ask for your first 30 to 40 shows. Um, download my white paper is a wonderful way to get them to take another step. Um, and then your big ask, which of course you probably have 9 million techniques to get to this, which is, you know, give me a call or, you know, fill out a form on my site so that we can reach out. But that's how you should monetize podcasts. Screw the ads, because here's the problem with ads. You lose creative control. Yep. And man, I don't ever, in fact, we have had people who've approached us because we've done 350 episodes of one show. Um, and yeah, people are, you know, hey, uh, we'd love to sponsor your show. Nope. Because then I'm going to have to, then there's people who I can't have on my show because mm -hmm. of you. Yeah. I don't want that. And on top of that, I don't want that. I'm too what, fiercely it, entrepreneurial. So I literally like I follow and I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's where I like found out about this stuff to begin with. And certain ones started having ads and I've gone away from them. Yeah. Like literally. And they're great podcasts. But I'm like, I don't have time because I want to shrink time to have someone pitch me a real ad. Now, like if you and I were talking, you said, hey, Joe, I want to help you out, you know, if you want me to coach you, whatever, pop, pop and pop it. That's cool. I'm good right. with that because we have an exchange of value. But if you say, yeah. hey, buy my sippy cup, I don't care. I don't yeah. want. Yeah, I think especially in this space, like it's not like the old school radio. This is like I'm choosing you. This yeah. isn't I'm flipping through the dial and I can't yeah. get anything else. And I want to hear about sports or something. So, no, I think that I think that's key. That's yeah. key for sure. Now let's do this. Cause I, you know, this, I love dropping this in the middle. Where can people find you? Yeah. LinkedIn, man. Uh, that's where I live. Uh, so Matt Halloran, if you type my name in on LinkedIn, I've been on LinkedIn longer than some of your listeners have probably been alive. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're posting stuff there all the time. So that's where I'd really love for people uh, to connect with us. And, and that'll give them access to everything, all of our websites and all of that stuff. But no, I appreciate the question. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So I am going to give you this question and it's going to be completely different than ones that most people you've, you've probably heard it. You might not have. This is off the topic of podcasting, but this is just on you. You can sure. go back in time as far as you want. You can go forward in time as far as you want. You get to go there for one year with whoever you want to meet. It can be anyone. Don't care who it is. Learn from them and then bring that knowledge back here. Where would you go and what would you learn? past or future Ooh. ah future would be tough though dude yeah so unfortunately i would have to go i'd have to go past i mean i yeah it's it's very easy for me it, it'd be socrates right it, the the idea of understanding true conversation the dialectic argumentation and how to really engage people in brilliant level conversation. Uh, man, if I could spend a year and learn from Socrates, Aristotle or Plato, any of those guys, uh, man, I, that would be unbelievable. unbelievable. No, I think that would be cool. And the funny thing is I don't ask it on all my episodes, but people either go and talk to themselves and give themselves encouragement, oh, I which I know they're dealing with. They, you know, what life happened, or they go back to like Rome or Greece. It's the funniest thing. It's either one or the other. I had one person actually want to go back and meet someone to cook because they really thought cooking was cool. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. That's cool. I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, I just, I like that question. And since you do podcasts, it's a really weird, unique one. I just yeah. like to throw it in there sometimes. It's just kind of a fun. That's a great question, dude. 
So back to like just podcasting in general, we've talked about starting, getting it set up, having a plan, having guests, knowing your audience, your avatar. What else are we monetizing? What else are we missing? Discipline. Discipline and continuously trying to get better, right? So as a sales professional, uh, you're always looking for ways to become more professional. And, and I firmly believe that anything that you take on as a, as a venture, a new idea, a new opportunity, you should become a student of the game. You can't just show up for a podcast. You can't just phone it in. Like just to give you an example, before I came on this show, I have an entire I'm about to podcast pregame warmup, much like LeBron freaking James or, mm -hmm. or, you know, Seth Curry, I'm a basketball fan, so I don't know a lot of awesome. other sports, but, uh, but yeah, that's the sort of stuff you have to find that too. Uh, when I was at, uh, the Tony Robbins thing, one of the things that he talked about was if you're in the wrong mindset, you can change, you need to change your physical body, uh, in your physical state in order to uh, interrupt your mental state. And so I do that. I, mm -hmm. I mean, I've had, today was a rough day. Uh, you know, lots of weird stuff happened and I knew I was going to be on your show and I didn't want to bring any of that crap to you. And so I sloughed it off. I jump around a little bit. Uh, you know, I actually go outside. It's freezing cold where I live yep. right now. Uh, so, you know, well, that's the sort of stuff that's important and you need to find that pregame ritual too. podcasting is about the right mindset and richard kaufman uh, talked about it too right mm -hmm. avatar so yes. so i listened to six of your shows i listened to a couple of your solo casts and i listened to a couple of the other ones before this um that's how i allocate my time because here's the deal you gave me a gift and, and this is a huge gift i cannot thank you enough for this um I want to bring my A game and I want all of you who are thinking about starting a podcast, realize you got to bring your A game. Yeah. And once you get into that groove, man, it doesn't feel like you're doing any work. You're in the zone. You're doing something that you love. And the other neat thing about the niche focus thing is you're talking to other people who love the same crap that you do. Yeah. Um, I don't care what it is technology, uh, religion, politics. I don't care what is the thing that you love, but that's what you need to podcast about. Well, first, thank you like for being on the show and for those kind words. Cause like, yeah, it, I think people forget because they just, they can just listen all the work that goes into it. So like I do breathing exercises sometimes mm -hmm. beforehand I get into, I look at this, like, it's just not that I'm selling you don't take some, but like that is a sales call. I had to be in that mindset of how do I approach it? How am I going to, you know, interact with the guest and just that whole thing. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate that because it, it's, and then the consistency thing, I think that is so huge because that's how I've won in sales. It yeah. hasn't been that I've always been the best talker, best speaker, whatever. I just connect with people and I just keep showing up. And that's how you went in this with podcasting. This is a long game yeah. deal. This is not the, get quick, rich, whatever at all. If you're into that, don't get into podcasting. Like most people you'll burn out by eight episodes. Yeah. So it's yeah. 18 months. So, so just to be clear, in order for you to really make podcasting work for you, if you don't have coaching in, in a process, uh, it's 18 months. So that's the, that's the game. And, and man, uh, one of the things that I have, a lot of experts will say to me, Matt, I want to do one podcast a week. No, you don't. No, I really do. Nope, you're going to fail. What are you talking about? Here's the deal. 
it's work, dude. Like you've got lots of stuff to do. So we recommend that you start off, you walk before you run. I mean, a lot of our people start with one show a month. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you're still setting that clear expectation because you can't, old friend of mine, you say this all the time, you can't unring the bell, right? So if you start four episodes or four or once a week, right? For a month, man, that's a hefty run rate. Uh, Oh, it is. It's a lot of work. I I did that. Like, (laughs) Here's the thing, full disclosure, I'm an open book. So I decided I was going to do it and I'm an all or nothing type of guy. This is just how I'm wired. So I started doing two and I had two guest episodes a week and then I shifted it to one guest episode and doing a solo. But now here's the thing, because you you were talking about it's work. I'm now doing just one episode a week mm-hmm. with it being um, having a guest on. And then I'm going to sprinkle in solo episodes because I don't have to do a solo episode every week. In the beginning, I was just like, hey, boom, 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 boom. But now I have my every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern time, 8 a.m. Central, my guest episode comes out. I've not missed that at all. I was doing the Friday solo one, but like you said, I I don't ever want it to be come across like it sounds like it's work or, oh, he just threw that together because you'll lose your audience. Like you don't want to. So I agree with you 100%. Don't always be crazy. Some of us just jump in and then we realize, hey, we need to slow down a little bit. (laughs) And it's okay to slow down a little bit uh, as long as you realize it quickly, uh, right? But if you actually create a fan base who are expecting your show at a specific time, but that's that discipline and consistency that you as a salesperson, and I think anybody who owns a business or wants to start a podcast, you need to really embrace that consistency because it doesn't matter if you have one fan or 10,000 fans, uh, you know, you're giving them something that they're looking forward to and, and you should live up to those expectations. Yeah. And then what I did, cause I have like the Facebook group and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I started saying, Hey, cool. I'm going to make a shift. Cause I used to do it on Mondays and then a friend of mine, well, acquaintance, I know when my father, Tony Whitley said, you know what? I do mine on Tuesdays because everyone drops theirs on Monday. I shifted it to Tuesdays. I saw my numbers go up because now, and this is just the tweaking of it now, well, there's not as many new episodes. So the new one goes to the top. It just helps. So I just made that shift. And then Mm -hmm. when I stopped doing the solo episodes, much as right around Christmas said, Hey, taking a break from the solo episodes, they'll come back just so Mm -hmm. you know, this is what I'm doing. And I think as long as you're consistent, like you said, and open with the audience, you just don't just disappear that I think that's the key there. Yeah. So what other words of wisdom or thoughts on podcasting, marketing, anything else you want to share with my audience? It's a long game, all great marketing. So those of you, this is a sales, you know, you're a sales coach. Those of you who listen to this might, might actually have a little bit of a sales bent. Um, you know, when you're at conferences and you see those great salespeople on stage, right? They have a long-term marketing plan. All of them have a niche. All of them have a specialty. All of them practice like they're professional athletes. And man, if I could somehow instill that in everybody who wants to uh, start a pod, it doesn't matter if it's podcast, that's just life. Show up, man. This is a gift. You guys, not just me being on the show is a gift, which it is, and I'm grateful for that, but you woke up today, right? Man, wake up, realize, holy Moses, I got another one of these. What am I going to do? Don't take this for granted. Please don't. Uh, You know, especially with the all the, the pandemic stuff and all of the things that, that are going on in the world realize that every day is an absolute gift and if you look at the world that way then you are going to show up you are going to want to be prepared you're going to want to be your best because you know I, I hope i have tomorrow 
but I, you know, I try to go to bed without any major regrets that I did something terrible. Um, and I also try to go to bed thinking, Hey, I might've done something good today. And those are just those little things. And here's the thing, man, your listeners have heard 8 million people saying that, but maybe if they hurt just a little different way, uh, mm -hmm. that maybe it'll sink in. And man, I really, I wish that for everybody. Awesome. And, and I appreciate you being on here and taking the time to be with us, Matt. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks. Yeah. And for everyone listening, thank you as well. Uh, this is Joe Graham uh, with the 150K podcast where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Uh, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. That's the easiest place to catch me at the 150K podcast. Catch Matt on LinkedIn. He posts all the time. I follow his stuff. It's great. And until next time, keep smiling.